When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 477, Adventures in Planning a Budget Wedding, part two, by Kristen Wong of kristenwong.com. Happy Tuesday, friend. I'm Joss Marie, and welcome back to my show. This is the podcast where I narrate a wide range of content that's focused entirely on relationships. And today, I'll be covering part two of a post from freelance writer Kristen Wong. In it, she shares advice about planning a budget wedding. So if you're new here, you may want to check out yesterday's episode first to hear part one. That's episode 476. But if you're here for part two, then let's get right into it and continue optimizing your life. Adventures in Planning a Budget Wedding, part two, by Kristen Wong of kristenwong.com. Number four, get comfortable with negotiating. I've learned to love haggling, and I think planning this wedding played a big part in that. As a challenge to myself and as part of the ultimate money challenge I'm hosting at Lifehacker, I forced myself to ask vendors for a better rate. I've read that many of them are willing to negotiate, so it can't hurt to ask. I asked our caterer if they could knock the rate down by $250, and I didn't expect them to actually go for it, but they agreed. It's a small drop of the overall $14,000 our wedding will cost, but I'll take it. Number five. Avoid once-in-a-lifetime mentality. Wedding dress shopping was a crazy experience. I found a dress I liked, but it cost $1,000 more than I was prepared to spend. But the pressure at the bridal store was so intense, I impulsively bought it. The salespeople told me, this is the one, then pressed me about why I was hesitant to purchase it. It was like buying a car. After I caved, they asked me to make a wish and ring a bell. Everyone applauded when I agreed to buy it. It was surreal. Yes, I totally bought into the once-in-a-lifetime mentality, and after a few rounds of post-purchase rationalization, I called the store to return it, which was not easy. This isn't to say someone shouldn't spend that amount on a dress. When you're on a budget, though, it's about prioritizing your expenses. As I wrote in an article for Lifehacker, quote, Buyer's remorse usually starts with denial, also known as post-purchase rationalization, a form of choice-supportive bias. It's the tendency to ignore other views in order to protect a decision you've already made, end quote. After I returned the dress, I found a used version of it online. I spent weeks communicating with the seller until I finally decided to buy it. It wasn't cheap, but it was a lot cheaper than the original price. And I felt good because it was a conscious, purposeful decision. Amazingly, she decided to gift me the dress as an act of kindness. Seriously, no strings attached. I'm not going to lie, I cried. This was a true random act of kindness, unlike those Honda commercials that randomly show up with a camera crew and lighting. And I'm excited to pay it forward, so her kind act may very well turn into a series of kind acts. How cool is it to share a dress with a person willing to express that level of benevolence to a stranger? That doesn't happen often, and those are the moments that matter. The ones you can't commodify or manufacture with a silver bell and a -a once-in-a-lifetime sales pitch. Side note, I think that seller and I are pen pals now. Number six, find the right balance of DIY and hiring a pro. Some of my friends have cut wedding costs by making things themselves or teaming up with friends or family who could help with projects. 
I'm not good at DIY projects. Personally, I'd rather save my time and pay a professional to help with everything. But we're talking tens of thousands of dollars here. I was willing to at least try my hand at some stuff. Here are a few ways we balance doing things ourselves with hiring a pro. Planning. We decided to keep it simple and do it ourselves. It's a crazy amount of work, though, so I can totally understand why people hire planners. Appetizers and other food. We didn't know where to begin, and we don't know many awesome cooks willing to make a big old batch of food, so we hired a pro. Favors. We decided to give out jars of tea and coffee, and that's easy enough to package ourselves. We bought some glass containers, tags, and twine. Hopefully, my DIY skills can handle it. Invitations and save the dates. Brian has an awesome eye for design, so we decided to use my computer skills and his design skills to do this ourselves via Vistaprint. And hair and makeup. God help me, I'll hire a pro. And number seven, one big expense worth every penny. Growing up, I didn't picture what my wedding would look like, but I did picture what I wanted my marriage to look like. I wanted it to be equal, fun, and happy. I also knew I had to be with someone who supported my work and understood my need for independence. So when we got engaged, Brian and I decided to go to premarital counseling. It's something I always envisioned myself doing because counseling has been so useful to me in the past. It's like a cheat sheet for self-discovery. Again, it proved to be invaluable. Even if counseling isn't in your budget, I definitely recommend at least discussing in depth what your partnership will be like over the years. That seems like a no-brainer, I know, but it's so easy to forget about what's important, especially when you're knee-deep in wedding favors and RSVPs. The party will be fun, sure, but I didn't say yes for a night of partying, music, and tacos. I want to spend my life as this person's partner traveling together, talking about our goals and projects together, discovering things together, giving each other space, and supporting each other in general. That's why I said yes. But I'm also really looking forward to those tacos. You just listened to part two of the post titled Adventures in Planning a Budget Wedding by Kristen Wong of kristenwong.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love how Kristen makes a separation between a wedding and a marriage. A wedding is a one-time event, whereas a marriage is for the long haul. And choosing to go for premarital counseling with her partner Brian was a great way to have a discussion about their expectations and hopes for their relationship as a couple. It's not exactly the best idea to go into tons of debt for a wedding, no matter how beautiful and memorable the day might be. Remember to think about your partner and the life you want to create with this person amid the wedding planning and budgeting. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. I'll see you again tomorrow with a post from loves.com all about how we judge our relationships, where your optimal life awaits.